This is a download from the outdoorstation.co.uk. Number 394. You're listening to the 2015 TGO Challenge, sponsored by The Great Outdoors magazine, Handbag Footwear and Fial Raven. Part 6. Well, it's day 10, Sunday, and we started off from the lodge just after 8 o'clock. Uh, there were quite a few people who camped down there last night. I think there was about another at least four or five shelters up there um, dotted around the place. By the time we came past them this morning, though, they'd all gone, so everybody seems to be setting off early to get into Ballater, I guess. But a reasonable night, still a fairly gusty um, glen, really. Um, but it uh, wasn't too bad. That cold wind's still with us. Well, it looks like there's been a dollop of snow as well, because I'm looking behind us. The hills in the distance look uh, like they've had a, a fresh uh, layering of snow. Not a, not a heavy one, but certainly enough to cover the hills and be noticeable. Yeah, but the... It was certainly a cold night. I uh, slept with all my insulation on last night. Yes, it was, it was very fresh. Uh, but the weather looks feels right today, doesn't it? It feels better. Nice feels and less, bright. Yeah, less changeable, though. Um, so we're starting off with a crisp sunny morning, a fresh, very fresh breeze, perfect visibility, blue skies, and a few clouds. And so it doesn't feel as, as changeable as it did yesterday, or as it's going to be as changeable. But uh, the guys reckon we'll be in Ballater by uh, lunchtime or thereabouts, uh, so it's not too bad a walk, it's mainly Land Rover tracks and road to get in and everybody's on fine form no no blisters no bad feet so we should be uh, there yeah. there in time had our nocturnal visitors yes yes well, there was uh, well typical of camping by uh, bodies or old buildings there's always rodents around and I was sure we had a, a mouse visiting our rubbish bag last night and then Lee said that uh, when he Went out for a call of nature during the night, came back. He found the mouse sitting in his porch in the uh, in his tent. Nagging him, saying, where have you been? What time did you call this? Etc, etc. So, always something to be cautious of. And sheep were really curious too, right? Just when they came quite close when we were cooking last night. Yeah. Right, well, there's nothing much more to say really this morning. I expect we'll catch up with people in Ballater and hopefully maybe have time to have a chat with a few people as well. It doesn't seem to have been the usual sort of walking and chatting trip that we've had in the past, so hence the reason I haven't really done much in the way of interviews so far. Um, not really seen people to talk to. People have very been very uh, diverse directions to us, or the weather's been that bad, they've had their head down and they're just pounding on, which is understandable. So hopefully we'll have a few more chats over the next few days.
Well, hello. I'm speaking to you now from the campsite in the lovely little village of Balata. Today has been a reasonably straightforward walk, a very long walk, almost 20 miles, but a very pleasant one through the grounds of Balmoral Castle and then out along the old road that runs through to Balata itself. Uh, the weather wasn't bad. Uh, and um, although I spent most of the day walking on my own, I did actually meet up with a few challenges, uh, including Jeff again, as we walked into Balata. And here the campsite is, as usual, uh, full of TGO uh, challenges, sitting out in the sun uh, alongside the tables and the uh, benches that are provided here and swapping their stories. And I'm just about to pop off to the pub uh, for some refreshments and to have something to eat and, and catch up with uh, friends new and old. But before I do that, I thought I'd um, continue the uh, review of the gear. And uh, as I said last night, I'll start with the sleeping system. Now, my sleeping bag is a down bag from PhD, a Minimus, which goes down to about um, zero, I think, but in, in practice can, can go down further than that. It's a lightweight piece of kit. PhD are a fabulous manufacturer who specialise in down gear. And uh, it's a very simple design. It's just, uh, there's no zip. It's a mummy thing. Uh, there's no neck baffle. Um, but it just have the ability, if you, if you draw the draw cord around your face really tight, it somehow warms up the whole of the body. So I've been using this sleeping bag now for over 10 years. And I, I guess... Maybe it'll be due for replacement soon, but uh, it's certainly got a life, a lot of life left in it yet, particularly if you uh, wash it and give it some treatment. Um, and I coupled that with some other PhD gear, which I use as soon as I get into the tent. Now, I always carry with me my PhD uh, down jacket. That's really good for um, uh, uh, camp. But I also now have some uh, down trousers, some lightweight down trousers and some down socks. And I think these are fabulous. As soon as I get into the tent at night when it's cold, I put these on. It means I can move around the tent, I can cook my food without worrying too much about getting in and out of the sleeping bag. And of course, if the night is very cold, I can double up and wear the, the trousers and the socks uh, in the sleeping bag as well. The, the socks themselves are uh, sheer luxury, really. So that's the uh, sleeping system, and that's uh, completed by the use of a Neo Air sleeping mat. Uh, mine is the first generation of Neo Air, but it doesn't show any signs yet of uh, packing in. It's a uh, short length, uh, and I usually just shove any spare clothes and a, a dry pack or something like that, um, and also some uh, mat inserts that I use in the back of my pack down beneath my feet, and uh, that keeps them uh, pretty warm. So that's the sleep system. The uh, cookery system is an Evernew alcohol stove that sits in the uh, titanium honey stove as a uh, windshield. I, I've long been using alcohol now. Um, there are less things to go wrong than canister stoves. It's a pretty efficient system, uh, a pretty pretty cheap as well. And this Evernew stove really does throw out a, a very strong flame um, you very quickly get things uh, warm using it 
for the rest of the year and almost on this trip i've been using a a, a very small star starlight stove which is a uh, a cheap stove from the states but which has um an absorbent material in it so and a top so you can pour your alcohol in it you can blow the flame out when you finish with it put the top on uh, and you you it's a very efficient use of alcohol but for this trip when i thought it might be a bit cold at night i wanted something that could really uh warm things up uh quickly um i carry with me uh, a titanium pot which I bought from Mountain Lowell Designs in the States when I was buying one of my packs. Uh, it's a tall, narrow pot, sits just inside the uh, honey stove, suspended on some um, titanium pegs. Uh, and these days I've softened a little bit. I used to just use one pot for everything, but now I bring with me a titanium uh, mug as well. The system has been pretty foolproof as ever this time, although I did find I'd bought a new fire steel this year which which I usually use to light the alcohol stove and it's a larger one than I've had before and somehow I find that quite difficult to use so I've been most of the time lighting my stove with a uh, Primus um, kind of uh, all angles uh, lighter which has worked fine so that's the cookery system served me well uh, and I've been eating most of my food has been uh, dehydrated at home so it's home prepared home food and i know the quality of manufactured dehydrated foods improved a lot in recent years Um, but i really do like um, using my own stuff Um, gives you something to look forward to at the end of the evening just to make dehydrated food a bit palatable because one of the things about it is it doesn't carry any fat at all uh, i tend to um, carry a a pouch of uh, grated cheese that I buy from Luke's local supermarket and throw some of that in and also add some uh, dried herbs uh, and and other seasoning. So that's the sleep system and that is the uh, cookery system. So tomorrow is a reasonably straightforward day I think uh, out of Balata uh, making my way uh, towards the coast getting myself in the white collar position for uh, the Fetteresso Forest. Well, it's been a fairly uneventful day. We made it to Balata uh, quite easily, around uh, one o'clock-ish from our lodge, our original camping space. Weather was uh, pretty fine, uh, although it was uh, sunny and there was a very, very cold bit of wind. We did see some snow, more snowfall on the top, so we presumed the temperature of the wind was picking up the temperature of the the colder air um, higher above. Uh, It was a fairly easy walk, just a bit laborious really. Uh, We ended up walking down the road into Balata. So we're now sconced in the uh, Balata campsite, which is a community campsite actually. It's owned by the community, so everything that's being reinvested here is actually all to the benefit of the community, which is great to see. Uh, And it's beautiful, lovely, clean, tidy, and nice and quiet. And at the moment there's probably the best part of uh, 40-odd challenges dotted around the campsite in their assorted small tents, which I think gives the caravan uh, and caravan owners uh, a little something interesting to look at for 24, 48 hours. 
We went via the Alexander Hotel and Bar, and they have been extremely welcoming and um, understanding of all these backpackers coming in with full packs. And they were doing a roaring trade in uh, lunches, and then we obviously all went back as well and had an evening meal, which is where we've just returned from. So the reason I'm talking quietly is that I am surrounded by, obviously, a pile of uh, small tents and other people, all of whom are probably trying to get their head down, ready for an early start tomorrow. But all in all, a sort of an uneventful day, really, apart from this is the first time we've probably got together and socialised with a lot more people uh, and looked into people that we haven't seen since the start, and it's pleasing to see that they've all had an interesting and enjoyable trip. And what amazes me is how so many people, 300 of us, can all travel the same corridor of, of a country in the same period of time and yet have completely different experiences, different weathers, just different tales to tell. Yeah, I was literally talking to someone tonight who camped, um, when we were camping down at uh, Binex Stables, they were at Ryoven Bothy, which is, what, half a mile away, uh, and had a completely different experience and also witnessed a very unique uh, event with the black grouse, which hopefully I'll get the full story of at a, a later time. But um, And then another person uh, in the next valley experienced thunderstorms and lightning, which we didn't. So it's a, it's a diverse country with a, lots of microclimates in it, Scotland at the best of times. Sadly, the forecast tomorrow is heavy rain. Um, I think there's a bit of sunshine due later on, but without the high winds. And then the following day, it is um, just light rain or rain showers, which will be more pleasant. So I think we'll probably be packing a wet tent up tomorrow before we head over to the base of Mount Keen. Uh, It'll be a late morning start tomorrow because there's not far to go. And it's a lovely camping spot, all being well. Uh, when we get there before we prepare ourselves for Mount Keen and then to drop down into Tarfside to once again meet up with all the challenges and uh, socialise around the Tarfside campsite. So that's about it from me tonight. I think I'll wind down and try and get a good night's sleep in a uh, organised sleeping arrangement i.e. campsite so there's no wandering out and staring at the stars in the middle of the night and we will pick this up again tomorrow The Outdoor Station has been producing independent audio and video podcasts since 2005, reaching an audience of millions around the world. If you have any feedback, suggestions or sponsorship inquiries, please email us directly on info at theoutdoorsstation.co.uk. Good morning. Well, it's now Monday. I think it's the 18th, but it's definitely Monday. And everybody's broken away from Ballater campsite, apart from a handful that are perhaps a day ahead of themselves and having a day's rest. 
the wind was fairly high yesterday on some of the high routes, so a lot of the people came from Braemar to Balata rather than go over Loch Nagar, which is definitely a safer option. It's a beautiful walk, that trip over Loch Nagar, but uh, the sheer cliff face and drop which greets you, if you're not paying attention, can be a little bit on the shocking side. And I should imagine it had a bit of snow up there as well, so I can understand why everybody chose this route. So they've come down to Balata. We're sticking to our route where we're now walking up to the uh, base, if you like, of uh, Mount Keen, uh, the camping spot that I showed people on the 2013 crossing. Uh, lovely flat pitch. And from all accounts from people we speak to, it looks like this is going to be fairly popular tonight with a good handful of people. So maybe I'll, maybe I will get an interview in the end. Who knows? But uh, it's a clear morning. The heavy rain, which was forecast, has changed to light rain um, pretty well throughout the day. It's now about 12 o'clock and it's been a steady drizzle since probably around 10, 30, 11. And uh, we're slowly making our way up the climb in waterproofs, uh, but also having all of us visited the local supermarket, the co-op, where, of course, we've all overindulged with food and treats, which, of course, add to the weight. And now Rose is going to tell you who's carrying all the food and treats. Well, me, of course, no. What I was going to say is, uh, listening to a conversation on the campsite last night, and um, a guy who'd uh, you know, spent out on a, another sleeping bag because it was 250 grams lighter than the one he had, and he was really chuffed with it, and I think he spent an extra couple of hundred pounds. It's been down to the car, bought a block of cheese, 250 grams, for £1.50. And he did wonder at his own sanity. Mmm. Such is the dilemma of going lighter, which it always presents you with. There was a good assortment of uh, shelters last night, but I think I sort of covered that in the previous piece. Uh, nothing particularly new, apart from one from Martin Rye uh, from Seek Outdoors. Uh, I don't know how you spell that, but I presume it is as it sounds. Which was another TP arrangement. Um, but apparently these people specialise in a bit more durable equipment for the hunters of, in America. But that, uh, that was interesting. I don't think it give you any great advantages over other TP shelters like the Hex Peak or the Wiki Up Go Light. Shangri-La series, but Martin seemed convinced it was a it was a good move. So I'm sure we'll hear about the positives in due course. But really, as walking days go, this is one of those plotter days. Really, it's a steady incline, not too steep, but just enough to keep you breathing deeply.
grey sky, cloud isn't too low so we can see the tops clearly enough. Looking back down the uh, track behind us we've got Alan Sloman who's on his 20th crossing. I really would like to have a chat with Alan if I could. Uh, his mate Phil and Alan's brother's joined him for a day's walking to see what it's all about I think. So uh, interesting to talk to the Sloman twins later. But uh, we've just reached the junction or the corner where I think a track goes up to the some sort of hut or body I seem to remember. So unless there's anything unique to, to report I'll uh, switch off now and probably pick up later when we're all set up and bedded down or set up and had our food and got our shelter sorted before we bed down for the night. Well, here I am uh, after another long day's walk, a long but straight day's walk, at the Fookside campsite, and I'm just speaking to you from the uh, the very lovely Fookside Inn, just around the corner. Um, it's been a long day today, it didn't quite pan out how we worked. Um, Humphrey and I set out to walk along the D-side way to Aboyne, which is a, a long, straight walk, and... Um, uh, although it's um, reasonably simple, it's actually quite a pleasant walk along much of the uh, uh, the river. Um, Humphrey was struggling a bit with some pain in his shins, and so I I left him and moved on ahead, and we arranged that we would rendezvous at the rather lovely boat in, in Aboyne. Um, and you have to get there before two o'clock normally in order to get served. Anyway, as we walked... The rain started to fall again, and it was pretty much uh, saturation rainfall all through much of the day. And by the time I got to Aboyne, I realised um, that I wouldn't be there really much before two, and I didn't think Humphrey would. So rather than going to the pub, I, I just carried on walking and took um, a combination of lanes uh, over to Fookside. And this time... I took one of Wade's roads, and um, the last time I came this way with Bob, we nipped through a little wood, but this time I decided to keep on the main road, and was rewarded by a rather lovely spot, um, which, uh, at the turn of the road, which has a um, an abandoned hotel now, which is sadly up for sale, but a rather big um, village green area, in which there was some uh, public toilets, which was... Uh, rather handy and then from there there was a um, cycle path or a footpath which is now marked as part of the D side way which took me all the way up to a mini watershed uh, where that zipped off back towards the D and I crossed down and dropped down uh, towards Fookside it was a pretty miserable and wet day um, but the moment I got over that last watershed the sun began to shine and we sat in the uh, campsite uh, in lovely sunshine, um, it's a nice spot this, some lovely flat pitches, uh, each pitch has its own table and benches and we sat drying out our gear uh, and cooking our food and just generally having a lovely time. Uh, the Fookside Inn here, which is uh, has got a bit of a reputation on the challenge, it was closed last year um, but has now reopened again and uh, uh, quite a lot of investment has obviously gone in here and um, the standard uh, is is pretty high. 
Now, Balata to Fuchside is a long day, really, uh, but it's worth it for us because it puts us in the right uh, position for the, the Fetoresso forest. Most people coming this way would probably decide to amble down the D-side way and maybe to stop at the campsites at a Boyne, uh, perhaps. But um, I think it's worth a longer day just to get in the right position uh, in order to have two reasonably easy but very pleasant days to the coast so that's all from me and tomorrow i should be speaking to you from inside the fetoresso forest it's six o'clock now and we're at the shield of glentanar or glentana depending how you want to pronounce it uh, which is at the base of uh, mount king for approach tomorrow we left around 10.30, a bit later perhaps, and had a meander really uh, over the hill to get here. Uh, the weather was uh, dull and overcast and slightly drizzly, but nothing really spectacular to speak of. But virtually the moment we arrived, which was around 1, 1.30, do you think? Mm, closer to 2. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, the rain started, as you can hear, on the tent, and we just managed to get the tent up as it started, and it has been raining ever since. Uh, pretty well consistently so four hours of this so we've been sitting here and we've had um, our first meal which was some sandwiches and nibbles and treats from the uh, flesh shop of uh, Balata Uh, and then now we're considering our second meal uh, which I think is uh, oriental beef for me tonight and chilli con corn chilli con corn for you Um, but we're basically just lying here dozing um passing the time and talking about the trip so far and ah, life in general, really, chewing the fat, uh, but basically passing the time in a tent in the pouring rain as best we can. Our trip is pretty well almost over. One more mountain, Mount Keen, and then we start dropping down to Tarfside, and after Tarfside it's the uh, lowland walk to Edsel and then obviously down to St Cyrus. But we've both reflected it's been a pretty good crossing, as crossings go, we've had a lot of variety. It's nice to start off in the sunshine. Um, met a lot of interesting people. There's, I think, at the moment, there's about 17 tents here, all pitched up, ready for uh, the race to the bacon sandwich tomorrow at, at Tarfside. But um, nobody's... In, well, it's very hard to be in a chatty mood because everybody's just head down inside the tent, brewing and cooking and shouting between tents. Uh, which is a shame, really, because I wanted to get out and have a word with a few people, if possible. Uh, but once again, that's going to have to be put off until it actually becomes a lot easier to have a conversation and uh, see if people want to share their stories. But it's a shame we were just in the rain, though, isn't it? Yeah, I'm hoping it'll dry up and we can at least pack up in the dry tomorrow and, and do tomorrow's walk in the, in the dry, so you can get a good view for it, if nothing else. Yeah, it would be good. Last time I went over Mount Keen, it was blowing an absolute hoolie up there. And I can see that uh, even during this brief spell of rain down here, it's been snow up there. Uh, the height of Mount Keen is uh, 939 metres, and we're at about 370. So it's, what, 580-odd metres, uh, 560 metres to, to climb tomorrow, which actually isn't too bad. It's a, it's a fairly steady pull all the way up. But I seem to remember it didn't really take more than an hour or so to get over the top, or to the top. And then the um, the drop down to Glen um, Mark, 
tomorrow is actually a very pleasant, pleasant walk, I seem to remember. So looking forward to that. And then I think there's a uh, somebody that does bed and breakfast that does um, tea and coffee or whatever before you get to Tarfside, so that'll be quite interesting. So that probably winds this day up, sadly. Um, oh, sunshine. Sunshine and rain. Just bursting through the tent. That'll be interesting. See if it helps dry things out if the rain stops. Um, I don't think there's much else to add, really. So, unless anything happens of spectacular nature in the meantime, we'll pick this up tomorrow. The Great Outdoors Challenge is an annual self-supported walking event across the highlands of Scotland, west coast to east coast. First held in 1980, it's a non-competitive test of backcountry skills, navigation and stamina. The challenge is held every May and is sponsored by The Great Outdoors, The Walkers magazine and supported by specialist outdoor footwear company Hanvag in association with Fial Raven. Every challenger starts their hike by signing out from one of around a dozen locations on the west coast, strung between Torridon in the north and Ardrashig in the south. And your journey will end when you reach the eastern seaboard between Fraserburgh and Arbroath. Between those chosen points in the months prior, you'll plan your own routes, which will be checked by experienced vetters. You can plan a high or low-level route, or one that blends both. That flexibility, combined with the vast and varied geographical area available, is one of the challenge's unique attractions. Many challengers return year after year. Some plan entirely new routes, some repeat favourite sections you're free to choose. The challenge is a backpacking event. You'll need to carry everything on your back, including food and shelter, but it's up to you whether you camp all the way across or use a mixture of camping, hostels and B&Bs. The extraordinary hospitality offered by many establishments has become legendary over the event's 30-plus years. The challenge demands a good level of competence in navigation, survival techniques, camp craft and general hill craft. It's also renowned for its sociability and camaraderie and you'll always find fellow challengers willing to help in any way they can. The event is restricted to 300 participants and entry forms can be found in the October issue of the Great Outdoors magazine every year. Join us next time as the journey across Scotland continues on the TGO Challenge.